Cliff Central Cameos on CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Cliff Central. Today is Fashion Friday. My name is Francois Lowe, and we'll be discussing everything about beauty and fashion. We've got a very exciting hour up ahead, and um, our first guest here today is all about a new beauty pageant that I'm sure not a lot of you have heard of. It is the Miss SA National Pageant. Let's call it a competition. Tabocho, Welcome. Please introduce yourself to us. Um, Toboko, you are the founder as well as the national director for this pageant. Please yes. tell us a bit more about this. Okay. What motivated me to actually, um, you know, create the platform is uh, the questions that I had after I've entered a couple of pageants. Um, many women who are not married, you know, single, who didn't want to be involved in a similar pageant uh, came to me and I thought, why not? Let me start, you know, um, creating a platform for them, something different. And also it's a non-swimwear pageant, which excites many, many men out there. Um, and also we are not, um, size specific and, uh, we focus mainly on, uh, uh, you know, the, the beauty that comes within. Yes. yes, that's our main focus. You know, and this is the reason why I thought we got you on here because this competition excites me. Yes. You know, just the mere fact that the criteria is not that high. You know, we do get women that are divorced, they are single, they are engaged. Why not? Why? Why can't they participate in any other competition? Absolutely. So I really love this idea. Now, um, please give me a little bit of info about you because. Um, I believe that you are royalty. <laughs> I know you don't like to talk about it, but please tell us about that. Okay. As much as I don't want to talk about it, but I will just give you a, bi- a brief background on yes. that. I am the great, um, I'm, I am the granddaughter of the late Queen Mujaji. So basically, if my father didn't pass away, he was supposed to be the reigning king as we speak. Um, yeah. And that excites me, you know, t- to be, uh, Brought up in such a family with, uh, you know, strict rules and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed my childhood, um, the way I was brought up. And I, I thank my parents and my granny the way they brought us up because yeah. it's something that you don't, um, find in this, you know, um, day and age. We still, um, you, I don't know how to put it, but, but it, we still old fashioned, you know, Traditional Traditional yes yes, 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 yes Well, do you like people buying down to you? No Oh, no <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Tobojo So, the national pageant um, Obviously, you're raising funds Yes um, Where are these funds going to? Okay, there is a foundation The Queen Mujaji Foundation That most of the funds are going to the foundation but we are also helping other people as well whom we see the need of, you know, us assisting them. We, for instance, we bought, um, best back, uh, desk bags that we are giving yes. uh, to the disadvantaged communities and that it's not part of the Queen Mujaji Foundation, but there is a need, you know, in, in that area. And then we are also in communication with, um, the Smile Foundation. We want to partner with them. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Now, Tabucha, I believe that you have a steam panel of judges um, that's helping you with this pageant. And with us in studio, we've got Mr. John Owens. Now, John, you have been also a title holder of quite a few competitions, and I believe Mr. Essay is one of them. Congratulations on that first. Welcome. Um, where, did, where were you born? Uh, thank you so much. But Mr. South Africa is actually the only, um, I'll call it a pageant just for you, but yes. um, okay, I'm it sorry. is the first competition that I've ever entered, the only thing I've ever won. Um, so first only and uh, quite proud of it. Um, I come from Pretoria, grew up there, um, born and bred. Um, I'm proud to say um, winning Mr. South Africa is a non-model. So being thrown into the pageant industry, not really knowing it, um, trying to find my feet, um, it was it's it's quite an industry to to kind of get to know. Um, but um, I'm very excited for for this pageant. I have to say. So, but I heard that you were born in Aikenhof. Well, in my younger days, yo, I, but I spent about 99% of my years in Pretoria. When I say to people I was born in Aikenhof, they've got no idea where it is. So where it's is like it? A, <laughs> it's like a little one-horse town, and the horse died 50 years ago. So let's start. In which province can you find It is Aikenhof? in Gauteng. It's, oh, it's yes? right between Johannesburg and Vereniging. Oh, so okay. it's one of those towns where they say if you swing out for the chicken, you'll miss the whole town. <laughs> um, very, very small. Um, so born there, grew up on a farm. So I'm a real farm boy, Afrikaans. Um, very, very Afrikaans. And um, do you call yourself a late bloomer? I do. I, I, I really do. Purely because um, I entered the whole pageantry industry, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. at the age of 32. So I would say that's that's very late. They, they called me the fossil the fossil. Um, yeah, the, the fossil when I was <laughs> finalist. I was, nice. I was the oldest finalist, um, but it just shows you don't write the, the old horses off. And then what made you decide to enter this, um, let's call it the industry, the pageant business? What, what made you decide? Or how did it happen? Look, uh, for a, a few years, I was asked to enter Mr. South Africa by family, by friends. And, um, you know, I didn't understand the brand. So I, obviously I said no. And eventually I got to a point where I was literally forced to enter it. And uh, my brother, um, living in Dubai, he actually forced me me to enter and I entered it um, did you get a lot of flack of friends not really um, I actually got completely the opposite reaction that I thought I was going to get and okay. uh, as soon as I entered and I made the top 50 I had a lot of people saying you know what you go for it you've got all our support and uh, that was most probably the fuel behind uh, you know my, my year you know something that interests me about um, beauty pageants um, is it only about the person or is it about the message that they're sending out there? Um, that Obviously, they must make a difference in society. So what do you think? You know, you've got the Miss SA National Pageant, Tabojo, and John, you've been the Miss South Africa, not Miss, Mr. South Africa <laughs> title holder. So let's start with you. What kind of a difference that you made? make in society well i can only speak from my experience but i think that every single pageant is different and i think their causes are different um you know a mr south africa to a miss to a missus to now the miss um you know everything is different and what we stand for and what we try to support and the charities we try to support um but from a mr south africa point of view we are not really charity orientated okay um, we do i do have a lot of charities that i personally support i've got a a list of you you've got now 
idea. But um, the main aim of, of our competition is more to, to set a platform for a, a, a guy for a year to, you know, build his brand, but also to set an example for other men. Um, I personally feel South Africa and the men in South Africa needs, is an Afrikaans, we, we say, you know, mm. they need a bit of direction in life. And direction they need role models. Of role models, yes. Of course, yes. Mm. And um, so, you know, that's what Mr. South Africa is all about. And then the other pageants, um, a lot of them are charity directed, um, but I truly support the ones that really, they really do what they say. Um, very often a pageant would say, we stand for this and we're mm. all about this, but it doesn't really. But very often they don't yes. do it. Yes. And uh, what I quite like about the Miss South Africa National Pageant is from the beginning, Tebojo said that this is going to be a fair pageant. And um, what I love about it, and I really, really love about it is we've got 25-year-olds competing with 55-year-olds. That's the age uh, that difference. Amazing. And that's what also makes it diff very difficult for us as judges because you've now got to judge on something that you're not used to judging on because we're used to judging beauty and what they look like in... Uh, um, bikinis and all of that And now you can't judge on that Now you've got to judge personality and drive and ambition And all those type of things So I think everyone's different Yeah, so when we come back um, We're going to talk about what type of questions Are you asking your your finalists um, All of that And if everybody would like to ask any questions You can contact us on Twitter At cliffcentral.com Or on Facebook Cliff Central um, Up next we've got a great song One of my favorites And we're going to hit it this is CliffCentral.com Welcome on Cliff Central and we're talking about beauty pageants, specifically the Miss SA uh, National Pageant, which is a brand new pageant um, led by a very, um, I would say, talented Motivated uh, the national director for the Miss SA pageant, which is um, she is Tabojo Kakana. Mojaji Kakana. Mojaji Kakana, okay. So, Tabojo, where can people get hold of you if they are interested in participating in this pageant? You know, from sponsorship, if they want to participate in the next round, how do they do that? Okay, we have a website. It's called www.msafricanational.co.za or they can, they can simply call the office on the number 012-771-2709. Okay, great. And then um, if someone would like to enter, what, are, what is the criteria? Uh, you have to be between the ages of 25 and 55. Your marital status doesn't matter. That's wonderful. I, re I really, I really love that. Um, John, you are getting married, by the way. Congratulations. I am, yes. Thank yes. you so much. Very excited. To a blonde beauty. Blonde beauty. More brains than beauty, but she is really beautiful, though. And I do believe that she's also running the PR for the Ness Miss SA pageant. Yes. National pageant. We love her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had the, I, I met her once, and she's really pretty. You're, you're a lucky man. Um, uh, tell, me, tell me, John. When you when you um, start interviewing the the, uh, the the girls who participate in this pageant, what are the type of questions that you that you like to ask them? 
Well, I think um, what every judge needs to do before judging any competition is speak to the, the, the organizers as well as the, the owners and the directors and find out from them what they really want. Because every pageant, every competition, they all want something different. Some people want an ambassador. Some people want a business person. Someone wants a face of. Um, and so, I, so what does uh, the Miss SA a national pageant, what do they want? I think, if I'm not mistaken, an ambassador. I think an ambassador for the next 12 months that is not just going to be the face of Miss South Africa National, but someone that will take the brand. Because remember, it is a new brand. Mm-hmm. Um, the sponsorships and endorsements and everything is very new. So from a sponsorship and endorsement point of view, it's the first year. They will be checking out the brand to see how it is, how is it going, is it worth it. And I think they need to put their trust in someone that will do a good job, mm-hmm. um, not just someone that's going to look pretty in front of a camera and smile and wave. It's got to be someone worth with heart, but also someone very clever. Now, I'll tell you a little secret, though, about mm. our entrance. Um, and, and this was lit- – it blew me away. Um, we have how many finalists, uh, Tiboho? Thirteen. Thirteen finalists. And out of the thirteen – all 13 are professionals in some way. Some are business owners, um, executives, um, uh, general managers. You see, I love that because, you know, very often I look at a pageant, uh, it can be whatever pageant. And I'm thinking, what, how, could, how do they, how are they going to influence me as a person? If I look at Mrs. South Africa, surely they must have, they must be not a business owner, but someone that can, you know, that's already successful. But who People, do they inspire? Exactly. They inspire the yes, youth. They, okay. they should inspire them. Yes. So you can't just be a bikini model or a or a speedo model, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we should look up to them. And, and think about the professional people out there, the people that actually have uh, not necessarily just a nine-to-five job, people that are at the office at six, travel around South Africa. They've got, they don't have time to hit the gym five, six, seven times a week. Exactly. Now, most of your pageants out there, unfortunately, yes, you do have to look good. Um, nothing wrong with it, but I'm saying, what about the girl that is beautiful um, but doesn't necessarily have the figure? She's got the brains. She's got the ambition she's so, got everything exactly this is my first question for Tabocha because when a woman when she enters a pageant her first fear is walking on stage with that bikini Absolutely. what's, what's going to happen yeah <laughs> yes so at least we've taken we've taken that one hour you know okay yes and then and then have you replaced it with anything else we've replaced that with fitness um way Oh, okay. That's yeah. great. That's great. So, and then in terms of an, an ambassador, what are you looking for? Because obviously they need to represent the Queen Majaji Foundation. Yes. What do they need to do? Okay. What they have to do, I even spoke to my judges and John as well, since um, he's our head judge. I said, it doesn't matter where you come from. The one thing that we need for the pageant is... Uh, the beauty within the person who can go out there, source sponsors when needed, be able to assist the underprivileged uh, communities. That's our main focus. And is it area specific or is it the whole of South Africa? The whole of South Africa because uh, the pageant is national. Okay, great. Yes. Now, a very important question. When is this big final? 
We are so excited. We are just two days away from the crowning event. Tell us a bit more about that. Okay, John will tell you a bit about okay, that. Okay, great. Well. well, it takes place on, on Sunday evening um, at uh, Voter, is it Voter World or Vodacom World as it's known now. And uh, it's, it's quite an eventful evening plan. So we've got our final judging happening tomorrow um, as well as judging happening on Sunday. And um, Sunday evening is the, the final big, big, big crowning event. So... It, it's it. I think it's really going to it's 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 going to put Miss South Africa National on the map. Oh, I'm I'm very excited. Um, I'm also joining that evening, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, if people would like to join this event, where can they they find you? Can they buy tickets? What what's happening? We still have a couple of tickets left. Um, they can phone the office on oh one two double seven one two seven zero nine or. Uh, Email us on info at mssouthafricanational.co.za. And all the contact details also on your webpage. What yeah. Is, what is that again? Even on Facebook page, MS yes. South Africa National Pageant. Okay. And uh, Cliff Central is also tweeting that at uh, cliffcentral. Uh, not cliffcentral.com. That's it. Um, thank you for joining us. So. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe next time we'll get in the winners. We'll talk about even more about the Queen Mujaji Foundation because I, I really believe that this can make a difference in South Africa. Tobojo, just one last word from my side is thank you because I think this is such a wonderful cause. Um, you know, the thing about beauty pageants, there's such a stigma to it. And this, I believe, will, will change not just South Africa. I think it can change the world. Absolutely. So thank you. That's for our aim. <laughs> exactly. So thank you so much for doing that. And I do believe that um, you will inspire a lot of people. John, um, the mere fact that you are the head judge, congratulations on that. Thank you for being with us, and um, we'll chat to you guys soon. Where can people find you, John? Well, it's it's quite easy. Um, they, well, on pretty much any social media platform, uh, Twitter at Mr. S.A. John Owens. I've, I've kept my Twitter handle purely because it's a, it's a, it's a well-known one, so at Mr. S.A. John Owens. Facebook, Mr. S.A. John Owens, that's most probably the easiest. And um, about four or five months ago, I went on Instagram. I was con- uh, convinced by uh, my fiancé to eventually do yeah, Instagram. So you, you, you got active. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I, I don't necessarily. I'm not that active on it. I'm not a big fan of taking photos and you know photos of my food and all of that. But I'm getting there. But also um, follow me on Instagram um, if you if you want. Okay, great. Thank you so much, guys. Looking forward to meet up with you. Good luck for your event on Sunday. Thank you so and, much. And um, yeah, all the best. Thank you so much. This is CliffCentral.com. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. I have a big company with many sites across Africa, each needing a hefty investment in hardware and software. And it's such a waste. So many resources are unused for most of the month. You need MTN Business Cloud, powered by Microsoft Technology. Our scalable solution enables you to manage your infrastructure, which allows you to buy exactly what you need. With a footprint covering over 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about the cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. 
it's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com. Cliff Central Cameos on cliffcentral.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Cliff Central. Um, today is Fashion Friday and, um, yeah, we've got such a nice lineup today. We've got, um, well, I invited these, um, let's just call you guys legends in the fashion industry. You've been in this industry for years. And if anybody would like to ask any specific questions, um, to our guests, they can contact us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or on Facebook, Cliff Central. So, um, one of my first guests is, uh, Spiro Viliotti. Well, Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm I'm always great. Thank you. And then one of my favorite um <laughs> can I call you a Google? Yes, you can. You are a proper Google. No, Isabel Grasa. <laughs> um Isabel, let's start with you. Ladies first. Um you've been in this industry for such a long time. Mm. Just please tell people what is your niche market? Where do you fit into the fashion industry? I don't do couture. It's not it's not who I am. I do ready to wear, but it doesn't stop there. A client will walk in and she does, does not matter what size or shape she is and I will make that garment fit her like she's a size 34. And she will walk out feeling a million dollars and paying no extra price whatsoever. That, that's great. You know, um, you know, even with our, f- our previous guest, we heard, um, you know, size is not really a problem these days. No. It's about encouraging people that they can also still look beautiful. It doesn't matter what size they are. Mm-hmm. You know, we are living in Africa. Mm. And I think, Spiro, um, in, when I look at your designs, I've used you a few times with when I style some of our yeah. great celebrities. So um, where you do perfect couture work. We do very yes. couture, very glamorous. It's very occasion where we try and, you know, make our clients, they come to us for that something special and to look amazing, so they want to make a statement. And um, yeah, you you trained in England at in London. Yeah, I was trained at the London College of Fashion and St Martin's, and then I came to South Africa. Okay, and what is this that I see about Frank Usher? Yeah, that I worked for Frank Usher as well in uh, the UK while I was studying part time, and then when I finished my studies, I worked for them full time, and then. I decided that I wanted to live in Africa because I'm an African. Yes. A Greek, Italian, African. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when I handed in my notice, they weren't interested. They said, no, we want you to stay with the company. So for 14 years, I commuted to London about six times a year to do their collection. Oh, you, um, so, your Voyager miles must have piled up yeah, quite no, it significantly. Was great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> now, Spiro, I believe that you also have a, um, a school. Yes. Yes, we, tell us about that. Ten years ago, we launched the Spiro Vigliotti Elite Design Academy because I felt there was a lack of quality and finish and design in South Africa. I think we've got amazingly talented people. But with the right training, they can be on a world platform and competitive. So yeah, you know, you know, when I travel um, in South Africa, people always, you know, they they would like to get into this fashion business. Yeah. So, if they want to, do they go to you? They can go onto our website at uh, Spiro Vigliotti and they can apply online. They then come in for an interview. It's not just about making clothes. It's the whole fashion industry. It's marketing, retailing, buying. It's a huge industry with many, many 
opportunities in it. So you don't have to be a designer as such, but you can work within the fashion industry. Yeah, okay, well, that's great. Where are you based? We're based in Hyde Park, and we offer a diploma in fashion, and we also have the first uh, Bachelor's of Fashion degree registered on a level seven in South Africa. All the others are Bachelor of Arts. This is a Bachelor of Fashion. So they can use this internationally. Yeah, it's international. Oh, well, well done. Um, Isabel, tell me, um, so you said your market is, um, how would we put this? It's different. Very different. Okay. Um, you need to tell us why. Why is it so different? Because I do believe that you are very a well, well qualified with with a specific fabric. Yes, I specialize in stretch. It was I left this industry for a while, for six, seven years. Came back into it three years ago, but with a completely different concept in mind. I decided I want to specialize in stretch. At the time, it was very, very difficult. Everyone looked at me like I was from out of space when I said to them, I want stretch. But through a lot of talking and begging, the wholesalers started bringing in stretch. And that is, I can do anything in stretch. And don't fool me with any stretch fabric because I'll tell you straight, this is this, this. I know stretch like I know the back of my hand. I love it. And not only the slim uh, figures wear stretch. The big ladies feel that stretch is the wrong fabric for them, but it is not. If it is cut correctly and made to fit their bodies, they can look a size 50 can look as good as a size 38 when I'm finished with them. Amazing. So um, how did you start? I started when I was 12 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's in the family. It was a, a, a passion of mine. My mom would buy me fabric and I'd sit making clothes for my friends at the age of 12. When I finished school, I went overseas. My uncle was a designer there and trained with him. Then I came back. When I came back, I was having my merchandise manufactured CMT. After a few years, I was not enjoying it. That's why I left. So uh, just for our listeners, what is a merchandise CMT? No, no, I was, I was uh, getting my garments made through CM, uh, CMT factory. It's factories that you give your patterns, your fabric, and they make up So it's up basically outsourced. It's outsourced. Okay. I was not enjoying it. Uh, when I came back, I decided I've got to be hands-on and just be there and see everything done from start to finish. And for 23 years, I've just enjoyed every single day. I could work seven days a week. So let me just get this straight. You've got your own factory. Correct. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And um, I'm sure that's lots of <laughs> lots of hard work. Um, do you export at all? No, not at all. The reason being I can't cope with what... With South Africa on its own, I can't do it. No, no. And uh, tell me, Isabel, where if people would like to buy your garments, how can they get in contact with you, or do you have specific shops? Or how yes, does it I work? do have a shop in the Norwood Mall under the name Bella G, but I am based in Pretoria. Every Saturday, I work there at House of Superior Clothing in Brooklyn, Linwood Road, and there. That's where the best place for the clients to see me would be on a Saturday. So, and then what do you specialize in? Is it only um, evening wear or what is it? It's mostly cocktail wear. Mm-hmm. I do a lot for Mother of the Bride, Bridesmaids, Matric Dance, Great Ten Balls, Cocktail. So anyone that wants to see me or someone that has got an 
that is battles to find a garment to fit their size. They are so welcome to come and see me there. So I am based at House of Superior Clothing in Brooklyn. Oh, great. Now, Spiro, um, you are quite well known. I mean, yeah. like like we said, you've been in this industry for 25 years. Yeah. Tell us about um, who have you dressed that you feel that this is quite an accomplishment? We've dressed uh, Princess Charlene of Monaco. Yes. We've dressed uh, Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks, Oprah. Now, why haven't I read about this in... We, we, we don't... We don't with our with the level of clients that we do, we don't always feel that we should tell who we dress because it's you know, it's Because I must say that's confidential. Quite a, a confidential. It's yeah. quite a remarkable that's what the client, client wants client list that. Yeah. Yes, but yes. that's what they want. So often when we we're not allowed to use images of them, we're not allowed to say when they're coming. We're not I mean there's lots of uh, presidents' wives from all over Africa. Uh, most of them. Okay. Wow. So, wow. but again, we're not allowed to mention them by name or adver- use them for advertising. So, Spiro, do you make your own clothes? Do I? No. <laughs> 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 it's much easier to just go and buy them. I'm good at uh, ladies' clothes. Yes. I don't do menswear. Okay. So, um, if you talk about ladies' clothes and we talk about fashion, yeah. What is happening in the fashion industry in terms of style? Um, are you a trendsetter? Do you follow the trends or do you follow what your clients want? How, how do you work? I mostly follow what my clients want because they have image issues and they know where they're going and what they want. Um, we do do fashion week, so that's when I will do my own creations. But I, you do need to follow trends because otherwise you can be out of fashion. So there's, there needs to be an element of what is happening around the world. So you do need to look at trends so that you can remain current. Okay. So when is Fashion Week? Fashion Week, I think Africa Fashion Week is soon, and then there's Fashion Week again in March. That's uh, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. That's the one we always do. And then what can we expect? Oh. <laughs> I know that's a very difficult question. <laughs> well, we're, we're all about glamour and femininity and... That's what our brand is built on. So it's always glamorous, feminine, flirtatious, sexy, but never vulgar. So oh, okay. <laughs> now, um, I've seen a few things. Um, you addressed a local celebrity, Minit Lamini. Yes, we did. And Thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> and your and your garments um, were seen worldwide on at the BET Awards. Yeah, they were. We got amazing publicity, and she looked amazing in that outfit. And the reason why I, I want to ask you about that, because one of her gowns that she wore was quite naked, but it was, like you said, it wasn't vulgar. It was sexy. Sexy. It were, you could see, but you couldn't see. So there's a crowd. After doing that, so she still felt confident and you know not feeling like anything sticking out or be careful how she moves. So, because she's quite a conservative brand on her own, yeah, and that's what I liked about it. Now, when you start designing a dress, how what's the process like? The process mm-hmm. is I look at fabrics and the fabrics tell me what they want, so I put them over the dummy and it like speaks to me, and then I just <laughs> know what to do with it. So, do you start on paper or? Um, do you design it on paper or you it, said you just start on the dummy with the with the fabric? Either on paper, I either sketch of what I'm thinking of. I'm always sketching and 
I'm always looking at uh, things, or it could be an image that I see that can trigger a collection, or it could be the fabric that I see that triggers a collection. So I'll draw on paper, I'll work off the dummy, see what the fabric wants to do. So it's a combination of a whole lot of things that will trigger a collection. So then where do you find your inspiration? Because, I'm, you know, you've been in this industry for so long, and I'm sure you've made literally thousands of garments. How, where do you get the inspiration to create something new that no one has ever seen? I find inspiration in everything. I can take a photograph and then zoom in on it and look at the curves of what, what I'm seeing in the picture, the colors, and that, and that can also trigger a collection. So, or I could go, I could think of like Spain. And then it straight away brings red roses, bullfighters, what the bullfighters wear, flamenco dresses, spots, uh, you know, all of those things. And then a collection starts to form from that. Oh, wow. Now, Isabel, um, when, you, when you do garments, do you work off a, a, a pattern every single time? Do you create new patterns? How, how, did, how do you work? Because I'm sure it's quite different to what Spiro does. It's very, very yes. different because I do more, it's more ranges, so it's production. So if I, if I make a pattern, it won't just be for one garment. It'll end up being for about 20 or even more if we spread it more across the country. With me, it's, it's normally on sketch first. I sketch, at no, normally the ideas come to me late at night. That is when I sketch. Don't, nothing ever comes to me during the day. I work under too much pressure. It's impossible. So when do you not work? <laughs> On Sundays. On Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to continue this. Um, you know, you guys are quite inspirational. Um, and we'll talk about the business side of fashion. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or on Facebook Cliff Central or you can just call our number 0861-555-189. And we are back with Fashion Fridays. I've got two great guests here today. Spiro Vigliotti, who is a renowned designer in South Africa and just all across the world. Um, and then also Isabel Grasa. She's got her own label, Specifically catering for people who doesn't have a huge budget on, um, you know, spending lots of money on clothes. Now, one thing, you know, when I um, speak to youngsters who w would like to enter the whole beauty and fashion business, they never know where to start. So, Isabel, what do you recommend? How, how does one get into this whole game of fashion? I recommend that they start working from home. They must not rent space. It's just that's going to take a lot of their budget. Start from home. Start small. Buy fabric. Once you've got – and another good idea is you go go past a boutique. Ask them to – if they will keep four or five of your garments on consignment. They will, they will do well with them. If you are confident in your designs, they will sell them. They will then pay you once they have sold the garment. And that is how, a one way of building. Get your own clients, clients that, that you know. Start making for them. Make sure that every month you put a certain amount of money aside. Then okay, you. But it's easy to say mm. get your own clients. How do they get their own clients? Through friends, word yes. of mouth. That's how you build. Your friends are the, your best advertising is not a magazine. It is not. I don't believe in it. I've never done. Your best advertising is someone's wearing your garment and they ask, where did you get that? That is your best form of advertising. That is how I've been 
for the past 30 whatever years. And is uh, it an overnight thing? How long does it take? If, if your garments are good, it is an overnight thing. If you're not sure about yourself, then you've got to be sure about your own designs, about what you're making. If you're not, then rather go another route. Um, it's not an easy industry. But once you, 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 you're going and you've got a, f- a bit of money, you then employ a seamstress to help you because you have not got time to sit and design and cut and sit at the machines. And so you build. Then in six months' time, you'll get another seamstress, and so it goes. And in three years' time, you will have your own little studio with six, seven employees, and voila, you're done. And if anyone wants to know any more, any young designers that wants more info, they are welcome to get in touch with me. I am there to guide them. Yeah, that's something I like about you. You always give great advice. Um, You know, when it comes to fashion, I I do believe that it you need to have passion for this industry, but. It's not only passion that will get you there. Mm-hmm. Spiro, you are more on the educational side. What, yeah. is, what is your opinion on this? You need to have definitely passion, but you also need to have dedication mm-hmm. as it is hard. And you must never give up. I've been through difficult times and you just carry on. You carry on. You don't give up. And for me, for young people who want to get into the fashion industry, they're they have a misconception that if you want to go into fashion, it's only being a designer. No, it's not. Merchandising, buying, uh, trend forecasting, retailing, management, all of those things go into the fashion industry. So for me, the best thing to do is to get an excellent education because that will help you to climb that ladder much faster. I agree with Isabel that you can start off small from home. And build your own business. But if you want to be uh, in the corporate side of fashion, which is, remember, uh, the fashion industry is the second largest industry in the world. First it's food, then it's clothing. And as you walk into any shopping mall, it's bursting with clothes. Where do they all come from? Who designs them? If you look at the Nike trainers, there's so many designs and styles. But who puts it all together that is distrib- distributed worldwide? There's whatever we touch today has been designed by someone. Nothing is just random. Yeah, no. So there's an there's a huge scope for everything for for accessories, for bags, hats, shoes, umbrellas, product uh, wrapping. This it's just endless. Design yeah. is endless. You know something that quite irritates me about the beauty and fashion industry mm. is I think when we look at more edu- educated people out there, they always think that people in this industry are not your, let's call it the most cleverest person. Academically. Or academically. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. They think we are academically challenged. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, what do you think? Is this true? It's totally wrong. I mean, and students that come to design with us, they will do the practical side and they will also do the academic side. So, it's almost like doing a BCom with fashion. So you're doing all that side as well. We want our designers to go out and be fashion leaders yes. instead of fashion followers. Uh, but they need to have both. They need to have the business acumen to do it so that they can make their business grow. Mm. But because also at the end of the day, you're going to run your own business you're and you're going to employ people. Business. You're going to mm-hmm. start yeah. in exporting. I mean, you can make a huge difference in our economy. Yeah, Guys, thank you so much for joining me. 
Just before we yes. go, can I give a shout out to my students who are listening to me? Of course. How many students do you have? We have a hundred. And they're all amazing. I love Thank you, you all. Cheers. Thank you, Spiro. <laughs> so, Spiro, where, where can people just last time reach you? Where they can reach us. They can go onto our website, which is spirovigliotti.co.za. And they can also phone our offices on 011-325-6088. They're welcome to come and see us. They can come for guidance. They can come for a tour. And you're in the Hyde Park sh- Hyde Shopping Park Center. Hyde Park Shopping Center on the third floor. And Isabel, you? Uh, the best place for them to reach me would be at House of Superior Clothing. On, on uh, sa- Saturdays in On Pretoria. Saturdays, or they can call and make a booking to see me, which is in Brooklyn. 203 Linwood Road Great So this was uh, quite fun Very Thank inspiring you. Thank you guys You know you made Such a mark in South Africa Well done Thank you, you are very inspirational For all of us Thank and, you um, for I having hope, us Yeah I hope to see you guys soon And thank you for listening to me My name is Francois Lowe You can catch me on Twitter Francois Lowe 1 I'm not the rugby player Just the normal Francois Lowe 1 And of course uh, You are um, listening to Cliff Central at cliffcentral.com and on Facebook, Cliff Central. Thank you and have a great Friday. Cliff Central cameos on cliffcentral.com.